Welcome to another edition of On the Clock. I am Reagan Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by Cameron Lewis. Um, today's a bit of a somber episode, just especially in the wake of the passing of Kobe Bryant. I uh, just want to send out condolences to his family and all the families that were involved in, in this tragedy. It, it was shocking for everyone, especially here in L.A. We're, we're right in the heart of it. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a sad, sad, just really dull week. Yeah, man. Just want to send all our condolences to both families. Well, not both families, but I think it was three right. different families. Um, Like you said, man, we've been in the heart of it. It's just been really sad. You know, this is... Just came out of nowhere Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So want to pay our condolences to everybody that lost a loved one. So yeah, and the best way we can honor his legacy is to uh, keep imbi- moving. Him, exactly keep moving and embody his uh, his mamba mentality of hard work and yeah. just got to keep it pushing. Life goes on, right? Um, but on this episode, we are going to talk about the we're going to give you our first mock draft of the season and probably the most wrong one because let's be, let's face it none of these are ever right but we do our best to give you what we project teams are going to look at what we project players you know what teams players are going to like or what players teams are going to like things of that nature um we're going to give you our first one of the year and uh, at the end we'll give you our uh, Super Bowl predictions and we'll just call it a day um so I don't think there's any disputes on this first pick let's jump right into it it's Joe Burrow, man. Yeah. It's Joe Burrow. Come on now. Like, there's no discussion needed. There's no, you know, debate. Cincinnati needs a quarterback. Bad. There's a really good one in the draft right now. He's from Ohio. It's from Ohio. <laughs> you he won know. Heisman. He had the best season ever. Yeah. For a quarterback. There, there's, yeah. there's really no debate there. And, you know, for the number two pick, really no debate. No. Chase Young, <laughs> generational talent, you know, dominated out of Ohio State. Obviously had the little issue with the um, you know, him accepting a, a favor from an agent or whatever like yeah. that, which you know, that was that's all water under the bridge when it comes to the draft. No one's going to, you know, hold you to that sort of stuff. They're only looking at how can you help a football team and Chase Young. If there's anyone in this draft that can help a football team is Chase Young. Now let's really get into the meat of it. Yeah, Who do you have at 3? starts. Um, number 3 Detroit Lions, I have Jeff Okuda. Same. Same. All right, so maybe we're not in the meat of it yet. Yeah, I, like a month ago, with Patricia and the style of defense that he runs, I really thought Derrick Brown would have been that pick. Mm -hmm. But just recently, I guess, with Slay being a free agent next year, about to hit 30 and stuff like that, um, Detroit also needs a number two corner bad, whether that's next season or regardless. Mm -hmm. But um, I've been hearing a lot about Okuda. Actually, Slay said he's already been in contact talking to Okuda, so it kind of seems like that's going to work out. Only way I see... Detroit not taking Akuda is if a team may be in the six to ten range or maybe even four or five trades up for a quarterback. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's always an option, right? Especially when you have guys like Herbert, two are just sitting right there. But I agree with you. It's one of those things to where, you know, when we try to project picks, we either look at, you know, who's the best talent available yeah. or what does the team need. And this is kind of the best of both worlds in that Jeff Okuda is one of the best corners to come out, arguably, since Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And, you know, he's the best available to, in terms of talent, and he's kind of the best available in terms of what they need, too. So um, that, that that's pretty much that. Uh Pick four. I have Isaiah Simmons. Hmm. Okay. We got something different now? Explain. Little, okay. I got Isaiah Simmons just because New York, they have weapons on offense, right? Gotcha. They have Shepard. They have Saquon. They have their quarterback of the future. They're, you know, building some semblance of an offensive line. But the defense, it's it's pretty sorry. It, it's not where it needs yes. to be if they want to go out and compete. They draft or they just signed a, or brought in Joe Judge, right? Yeah. 
fun fact for you. Joe Judge's first job after he was a graduate assistant from his alma mater, Mississippi State, his first job was at Birmingham Southern, uh, and he was a linebacker coach. Hmm. Okay, um, did not know that. Yeah, he was a linebacker coach at Birmingham Southern. So, you know, that linebacker connection, actually, you know, you know, you have the standards position, quarterback, QB, running back, RB. Yeah. For Isaiah Simmons, I have EV, which stands for everything, because I'm not going to put that man into a box. He's just he's he's he'll literally play whatever you need him to play. The Giants need something that they can you know hold on to and say that this is going to be the centerpiece of our defense. I think he'd work great with Drew Brill Puppers, two dudes that can go back and forth and play just about anywhere. Um, I I think it's a pretty good fit. Yeah. Um. So we started talking about Isaiah Simmons, me and you, mm-hmm. um, championship game, like right before we decided to do the podcast. Right. And I think we both agreed that he's definitely a top five pick. Yeah, no doubt. And I hear you with Joe Judge. It makes sense. But I'm still just looking at Dave Gettleman. Yeah. And I can't see him making that pick. Really? That, I mean, so, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. He, Get, he just, Gettleman's a little bit. So what I see is Makai Becton. I hope I pronounced his really? name right. Offensive tackle from Louisville. You think he's the first off the board? I I do, mm. just because of his size and his agility. You know, there's always that one offensive tackle that shoots up boards. Right. And um, he's already, his hype train has already started like the last week or two. Mm-hmm. So I have him number four to the Giants, but I wouldn't be surprised by Simmons at all. all right. I'm going to push back against that. I'm a, Where does Nate Solder play into that equation? <sighs> I mean, I know he just signed a four-year deal last mm-hmm. year. I haven't really kept up with him. I, I thought he's I, been I, less than impressive. I'll give you that. He's been less than impressive. Yeah, and I mean, you need a building block. I mean, I think he's like thirty-one or thirty-two. Yeah, so he's he, on he might has a, a couple years left, but mm-hmm. I think you know that he's going to focus on putting those pieces around Daniel Jones, and right? Protecting his quarterback. Okay, I'm not mad but at I that. I'm not mad at that. Um, number five, I feel like there's a chance we have the same dude. Yeah, Tua. <laughs> yeah, Tua. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's almost a, a match made in heaven, right? You get a guy. You already have quarterbacks in the building. I'm not sure exactly where Josh Rosen plays into this, but you already have two dudes in the building that you're comfortable with putting out there. You can allow Tua to, you know. Uh, rehab his leg, make sure he's uh he's okay. Actually, just came out that two is going to go to the combine and make yeah, sure he's man, medically straight to you know prove surprising. to everyone. That's that is very surprising. I'm not sure how much he's going to do in terms of like throwing and all that. Yeah, but you know just to show teams that and give them some sort of some sort of semblance of confidence that you know come next season or the season after he'll be okay to play football. Yeah, I think this is kind of like the Bengals pick. This is already set in stone unless somebody jumps ahead of the Dolphins and trades with the Giants mm-hmm. or the Lions for three or four. But, hey, the Dolphins might be that team to trade up. Right. So um, I think six will probably have the same pick too or yeah. at least the same position. Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin same, Herbert. Guy, Gotta be. same guy. And it's almost like they, they just uh, – the Chargers just came out and said, or it's been reported that they're going to move on for Philip Rivers. Um, kind of something that a lot of us saw coming, just in terms of you know the production he's put up as of late, yeah. with all that talent around him. I almost worry about Justin Herbert being a plug and play. I'm not sure if he's a dude I'd be able to throw out there day one. Yeah, that's probably going to be a little bit messy. I and the O line is yeah not good. He has good talent around him. Yeah, or he'll, 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 he he'll have good receivers, um, good backs. Assuming that they keep Gordon, or even if they just have Eckler and one mm-hmm. of the two guys, but the offensive line is just a problem. Yeah, uh, that's never good for a quarterback, right? Especially a rookie. If the offensive line is a problem. All right, now this pick is going to be interesting. I feel like we have my we have the same dude. Nah, because this is this is a guy that uh, it's shocking that he fell this far for me. It is, and I know you're talking about he's going to fall on my board again. Really? Yeah. I got Derek Brown. Yeah, Derek Brown and Matt Rule when he 
first got hired to the the Panthers, when he was asked how they're going to look to improve the team, he said we're going to look at the defense first. Yeah. Um. So it, it makes sense that this is going to be some sort of a defensive pick, whether yeah. that's uh you know De- and the best defensive player on the board right now is Derrick Brown, undisputedly to me. Um. He gives them some sort of you know centerpiece to build around in terms of the defensive line. He's been dominant at Auburn. Um. You know, that's really all there is to it, man. He's been a force of nature, and that's the type of dude I think Matt Rule likes. Yeah, um, 100% agree. Definitely think they're going defense. Only other position that they would even go is quarterback, but I don't think they fall in love with the joy in love with somebody. Right. You know? think either they bring Cam Newton back or might just sign a free agent or something. Yeah. And if Isaiah Simmons did not fall, Derek Brown would definitely be my pick. But... Isaiah Simmons uh, is on the board. Okay. Yep. Luke Keekley's gone. Makes send sense. A piece, send a piece of your defense and Isaiah Simmons. Um, yeah, I don't need him there. Man, Derek Brown's falling for you, man. Uh yeah, man. Cardinals number eight. It makes sense for me for them to get a number one receiver for Kyler Murray. Yeah. Now who that is, because I know there's some dispute on who the number one receiver in this draft is, whether it's between Judy or CeeDee Lamb. I got Judy. I think Judy's the best one. I got him going to Arizona at eight. They got to get Kyler Murray. He obviously showed that he's a special kind of talent and that they just have to start building pieces around him to uh, build and grow within the future. So um, as far as the number one receiver debate, um, we'll get into rankings in another episode. Mm -hmm. But CeeDee Lamb is my number one receiver. Ah. I get the argument for Judy. So, I mean, no real case there to argue. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Judy also fits better for Arizona. Really? But my pick is CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. Just because of Kyler Murray. Makes sense. Just because of that history. Yeah. They, see, that is wild that did not occur to me. They did play together. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So, mm. so I I think um, Kingsbury gets Murray his guy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, CeeDee Lamb, number eight to the Cardinals. So. Gotcha. All right. Number nine, we got Jacksonville. Now, is this is this your Derrick Brown pick? Yes. I, I, I figured as much. I got a defensive tackle, too, but I got Kinlaw, your guy. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, it's obvious that they have a glaring hole right in the middle of that defense, and that's yeah. why they got gashed so many times uh, by running backs. I think it happened four times last year that a running back went for over 200 or they allowed over 200 yards rushing in a game, which is ridiculous. You can't have that uh, to sustain success. So I got Kinlaw. You got Derrick Brown. Makes sense. This is this is in all likelihood to be a defensive tackle, whether it's one of the two. Yeah, so number 10, Browns, who do you have? I got... I got Jedrick Wills, and this is the this is the first old tackle for me. And it's just at this point, I'm not sure if there's an argument for anyone else, just because you know they got the Alabama pedigree. You yep. know they produce you know really good uh, offensive linemen in general that come out of there. He's got the size, he's got the agility, he has the pass blocking and the run blocking. Yep. Uh, you know. It's almost a toss-up between a lot of these top offensive linemen, and they yeah. can go every which way. It's going to depend on who likes who from a team standpoint. Yeah. Um, but I have Jedrick Wills. They need to protect Baker a little better. Um, you hit it right on the nose. I have the same guy. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, so. Cool. Cool. Um, and then for the Jets, I kind of have the same mold that they need to protect Sam Darnold better in order for him to have some success. But this is a little interesting because I have Josh Jones. Hmm. I got Josh Jones. I think he's going to rock it up a lot of boards after what he showed at the Senior Bowl. He has the perfect size, almost bigger than the perfect size. He's a little bit on the lighter side, but his frame is built to add on a little more, bit more weight, and he dominated the Senior Bowl. I don't think there's anyone who touched him that yeah. day. Um, so I, I got them going offensive tackle, too, and I got uh, Josh Jones. Um, so Sam Darnold needs help in every way. I yeah. mean, he has Le'Veon Bell, right. but he needs offensive line help. 
And who knows if Bell's going to be back? Right. So might, that might even be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie Anderson, who's really a, a really good number two, mm-hmm. he's a free agent. So I definitely get the offensive line pick, but I have to just get in Jerry Judy. Mm. Yeah, get, that'd be nice for get that number one receiver for Sam Darnold. I'm not sure what their cap space is like, but maybe go sign an offensive tackle or two and, mm-hmm. and see where you can go from there. Makes sense. All right. Uh, 12, Las Vegas Raiders. That sounds weird to say, don't it? <laughs> Las That's Vegas crazy. Raiders. What you Who you got? So um, we talked about this off air before. I think Henry Ruggs is going to go to the combine and mm. probably run like an early 4-2. Yeah. And somebody's going to be really high on him just because of that speed and who better than John Gruden and Mike Mayock? That makes sense. I mean, the Raiders do have a history, even though that was more of the Al Davis years of just going pure speed, right? Yeah. And just, just going for the And he's played for Alabama, and they like that championship pretty mm, So sense. can't forget that. Um, I have a receiver as well. Um, and I agree that, you know, this is the draft in their city for the first time. Yeah. They're going to have to make some sort of splash. This can't be like a, a mad pick. They don't yeah. want to make an offensive tackle, even though they could use an offensive tackle. Um I think C.D. Lamb goes here. I got C.D. Lamb going. I can see that. Um, you know, he has somewhat of the pedigree, even though he doesn't have the Henry Ruggs sort of pedigree. Yeah. Um, but he, he's clearly, there's, like I said, one and two, one A, one B between Judy and Lamb. Um, great receiver. Got to get Derek Carr some semblance of help, uh, especially after the, in the wake of the Antonio Brown exit. Yeah. I don't think the, you know, that's a whole, even though he never played uh if Derek a game Carr for them. If Derek Carr is still there, who yeah. knows? But even though uh, Antonio Brown never played a game for these guys, it's clear that he left a hole in his way because he was part of their future plans. Yeah. Um, so getting a guy like Lamb would, uh, you know, at least ail that to some extent. This next pick for me is interesting. I want to hear who you got for the for the Colts at thirteen. Um, I think we probably have the same guy. The Colts need a quarterback. They do. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yeah, hey, yeah. that's cool, man. I didn't yeah. think I didn't think most people were on that wave. Oh. Yeah, they don't. They, Jacoby Brissett is okay. But yeah. He's they, a starting quarterback, but he's not a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and they need one bad, yeah. especially with, you know, the whole luck situation coming out of nowhere. Um, they GM, Chris Ballard, um, he, I believe he was a, the assistant GM or maybe GM um, in Kansas City before he got the job with the Colts. Mm. So, yeah, I think he sees that strong arm, thinks about my home a little bit. Mm, that's interesting. And, and, yeah, it makes sense. And it's a good situation because you don't have to put Love in right away, right? Yeah. You still have Brissett. You still can win games with Brissett. Yep. You can let Love sit behind Brissett and, and treat him learn. how you did my home. Exactly. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, 14, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are we looking at? This is just really sad because I'm giving my team's division rival all, all the great defensive players, and really? that's not what I need. You, so you Tampa want defense Bay, here? Yeah, I have Ken Law. Okay. I have Ken Law. Yeah, that, okay, that's that's interesting because they built a pretty solid defensive line yeah. with um, Vita Vey last year, yeah. or was it two years ago? It was either last year or two, days, two years ago. Yeah. Um, Bo Allen, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, they, they have talent there, but it didn't really come to fruition like I thought it would. Yeah, I thought I they'd be one they, of the better ones. I don't think Ken Law is a guy that should drop to 14. Mm-hmm. I think if you have him at 14, you just have to take him. That I makes sense. I think they take best player available. Best available. I got them going offensive tackle because yeah, to me, I saw, obviously Jameis Winston is a flawed quarterback. Yeah. I think when they look at the talent that's available this offseason, I'm not sure they find anyone who's necessarily better than, or a better alternative at least, than Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, and I think they at least try to ride it out with him for One another year. year. Yeah. Uh, some people have Jacob Eason going here. I just don't see them moving mm-hmm. on from Winston. I mean, we know about the 30 interceptions. That's yeah. terrible. But in the same vein, 
how many quarterbacks out there can give you 30-plus touchdowns for 5,000 yards. Yeah. So I, th- I think they ride it out for at least one more year, try to get them some help, because I do think part of the issue was the lack of offensive line help. Um, so I, I got them going with a pretty solid offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. We know Iowa produces probably the best offensive lineman in the country yeah. outside of Alabama. So it makes sense for me for, the, for them to go there. 15, Denver Broncos. I got another offensive lineman, Andrew Thomas. <laughs> That's my pick. Is Andrew man. Thomas. Yeah. It just, you know, it's almost one of those picks. It's just like no one really going to think about it. But yeah, obviously, Denver seemed to find that quarterback. Yeah. John Elway finally found his guy, yeah. Drew Locke. So. I'm still, I'm on the fence about that. I think that might, you know, yeah. fall apart in a couple of years. But at least for the time being, in their mind, they have their quarterback. So the yeah, first thing that you do. Don't need to see Elway pick any more quarterbacks. Yeah, so I, I, feel I, you. I hope it works out. I hope it works I out. I feel you. Um, 16, Atlanta Falcons, another division rival for the Saints. <sighs> Clavon Chasen from, from LSU. Mm. Vic Beasley was disappointing. They need another pass rusher. Um, just makes sense. I, they, they always still LSU guys from the Saints anyway. So. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I do agree with you that they need a pass rusher, but in saying that, I think they go try to get one in the mold of Vic Beasley. Like, gotcha. Tyson's your uh, kind of 6'5", stereotypical edge yeah. rusher, whereas I think they like more of the, the hybrid guys who can come off the edge and can also play a little sideline to sideline. Yeah. I got Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. Okay. He had a pretty decent senior bowl, and uh, a lot of guys are high on him just yeah, because he's of his versatility. Some boards. Um, I think it makes sense for, for them to go there. Um, 17, the hated Dallas Cowboys. Mm-mm-mm. They need defensive backs, and they have a history with LSU corners. I think they'll go get Christian Fulton. See, this is really interesting because there's just like two different ways to look at this. Mm-hmm. When I did my mock, I was thinking about a cornerback. Um, I don't know if Fulton maybe the guy. I was looking at Henderson. Because, you know, Byron Jones is a free agent. Mm-hmm. He might leave. They have to pay him, Cooper, and Dak. But they also need a safety. Right. They do. They do. So, and I think the cornerback market in free agency is a little bit better than the safety market. So, There's some talent, yeah. Yeah. I went with Grant Delpit. So, LSU defensive back. But different that, was, that was honestly, a, the, the, that was the alternative pick. And I yeah. think in my first mock that I made, I had Delpit going there. Yeah. Um, a little bit disappointing this season, but. You know what he brings. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially with Jeff Heath, I, I'm not sure if they're gonna, you know, ride it out with him anymore because he's clearly the the biggest hole on that defense. I would say is Jeff Heath. Yeah. So they get they got it, it makes sense for them to go safety there. Um, Miami Dolphins, 18. Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. Okay. Yeah, just show up that offensive line, help Tua for the future. Just makes sense. Wirfs really shouldn't even drop this far, but just the way that my mock draft went. So I, I think the Dolphins get a really great offensive line. Sometimes that happens, right? Yeah. People drop. Uh, the name of the game for me in Miami this offseason is best available, especially yeah, when it comes to the draft. Get yeah. the best player available. They have stripped that team all the way down to the bare bones. Just get the best guy available and go yeah, from there. Worry about everything else later. And my best available at this point, I have Kavon La- uh, Kale- how do you pronounce that? I think it's Clavon. Clavon. Clavon Chison, uh, edge rusher out of LSU. Um, I'm surprised he dropped this far. Like I said, yeah. you know, sometimes dudes drop, but you know, not necessarily a need because I think literally everything's a need for Miami right now. Yeah. So just get the best guy who's out there. Yep. And to me, that that's that's Chison. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders again. Who you got? AJ Abanessa, Iowa. Mm. Pass rusher. They need it. They need it back. They do. They do. Um, especially after losing Mac. I know they have, uh, um, I forgot his name. He's from LSU like two years ago. Hmm. Pass rusher? Yeah. 
I forgot his name. I'll yeah. I'll get to it. Um, and we'll come back to it. But AJ Panessa is definitely my pick. Got you. Um, I agree with you that they go defense, but I think they need a, a centerpiece, somebody that they can kind of build around. Yeah. And for me, that's Kenneth Murray, okay. linebacker out of Oklahoma. Arden Key is Arden Key. That's yeah. right. That's right. That he can ball too. Um. But I think they just need somebody that they can, you know, point to because they tried it with uh, Brandon Marshall. I think they tried it with yeah. Malcolm Smith. It didn't work out. They got to get somebody that they can that can be the the leader on that defense. And yeah. to me, Kenneth Murray did it for a while at Oklahoma. It put put together a pretty good defense there. He was obviously at the forefront of all of that. Uh, I think he's a, he's a guy that a lot of people are kind of lower on than I expected. But yeah. you know, I I, I think he's he's a Pretty solid prospect and could make a difference for the Raiders. I saw Patrick Queen go here for some people too. Yeah, makes um, sense. So linebackers definitely in need. Uh, Twenty Jacksonville again. Um, C.J. Henderson, Florida. Mm. You lose Ramsey. I mean, you have Boye, but you need another cornerback. So makes sense. Just makes sense. I had Makai Becton here. Okay, I had Makai Becton. Yeah. Uh, and I just because their, their offensive, I'm really not sure where they're going in terms of quarterback, quarterback at this yeah. point. Um, Gardner Minshew to me just isn't good enough but Nick Foles I guess he's only good with that Eagles jersey on so he can come on home if he wants to honestly probably not but <laughs> uh, I think that you know first and foremost just shore up the offensive uh, line especially since you're not getting a, a great quarterback at this point um, just just get better from that standpoint hopefully you can rely on Leonard Fournette yeah. next year like you did last year and maybe you can you know make some semblance of a playoff run uh, this team they, it's almost like they're too good to be early enough in the draft uh, to go get a quarterback. Yeah. So they, with, with the two picks, they honestly might be a trade-up potential to yeah. get one of those guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a Herbert or a Tua. But, yeah, definitely uh, a sleeper team. For sure. 21, your Eagles. Man. You go first. Got to get a receiver. Have yeah, to have definitely. to get a receiver. And the best available. I had to, in my mock draft, you already had rugs going. But yeah. I had two. I have rugs dropping. But I got T. Higgins. And a lot of Eagles fans are going to tell you that we need somebody with speed who can take the top off of defense, and I agree. But we need a number one, first and foremost, because Alshon just cannot stay healthy. And I love Alshon to death, but dude just can't stay on the field. And, you know, the first thing, yeah, it's been a rough couple of years, and the first thing I got to raise somebody on, uh, the best ability is availability, as my dad always used to say. And if you can't be available for me, then I, don't, I can't do a whole lot with you. Um, T. Higgins was he six four? Like the dude is built like a number one receiver, and that sort of catch radius. I know Carson Wentz could have fun with that, so I'm not going to be mad at Rugs if it happens. I'm not going to be mad at Higgins if it happens, but I give the slight edge to Higgins because I've seen him perform as a number one receiver in Clemson. Yeah. I've only seen Rugs be a number two. Yeah, that makes a, a lot of sense. Um, my thing with Rugs, I just think you know the speed. Somebody sees. Tyree killing right. him, and he goes. Out. I mean, we saw it with John Ross, right? Yeah. We go thirteen to the Bengals, which yeah. is kind of higher than a lot of people expected. But if there's one thing that people are going to fall in love with, is speed for sure. So your Eagles, um, they stole my guy and wanted for the Saints, but it's cool. Um, I was actually when I first did this, I put Lavishka Chanel here mm-hmm. in Colorado, but I was like. Mm, I don't know about that. So I went back, and I have you guys getting Justin Jefferson. Mm, I wouldn't be mad. I'm so, not going to be mad at any receiver, man. So, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, me me either. It's interesting that you bring up Chanel, man, because I have the same sort of feeling. It's just like, I don't know. I just, like, it It seems like his production almost came as a byproduct of him being the only guy they had yeah, that, to go that, to. Yeah, that's been my concern recently. Like, I loved him throughout the season, but just going back watching him, I take him, like, mm, 
not sure. It's going to be interesting to see what he does at the combine. I wish he, this is why I wish they'd open up the senior bowl to like everyone because yeah. I would have loved to see him go against some of those DBs and he probably could have ate on most of them because they all were pretty bad that weekend. But I just, I, it, it'll, I don't know what he looks like against top tier talent. And I yeah. don't know what he looks like within the context of we have other options. Right. Um, so I'm with you in that Sunol might be a drop candidate in, in terms of he might fall in the draft a little bit. It's just he I'm not sure about it. it yeah. It's a little it's a little awkward there. Um, twenty two Buffalo. So we saw Buffalo in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um they surprised everybody. Josh Allen isn't the best quarterback, but I mean he, he, he has he has his moments. And he didn't have a number one receiver all season. So, no. same mindset. I put T. Higgins here. So Man, I got a Henry Ruggs. So, I'm, I'm with you that they need a number one. Yeah. And with a guy like a big arm like Josh Allen yeah. has, you want to get somebody who can take the top off. And yeah. they already have John Brown, right? Right. But I'm not sure if he's really that number one dude. Yeah. I'm not sure if Ruggs not. is that number one dude, but I think they might view him in that light. But uh, I got Ruggs there. <laughs> Ruggs. 23. Um, 23. New England Patriots. Um... Anybody that loves football, I'm probably going to make them upset with this pick because Bill Belichick just doesn't need need any more defensive guys. But mm-hmm. Patrick Queen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that kind of hurt me a little bit. I don't want to <laughs> see Patrick Queen go there. I don't. Yeah. But frankly, at this point, it, when's the last time we've saw New England or we've seen New England pick this early in the draft? Right. I almost wonder if they're going to trade back because they don't have a second round pick. I almost wonder if they trade back, yeah, pick up a second round pick, yeah. and you know, because they they're not used to picking here. They're yeah, like maybe trade up with a team like Green Bay who needs a receiver mm-hmm. and maybe see a guy that they want. Exactly. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, my pick right now is a tight end. Okay. But this might change because we just saw Tom Brady post that picture of him walking out of the stadium or whatever. It's kind of ominous. We didn't know what he meant by it, but if that means that he's, you know, heading for retirement or if he's heading for a different opportunity elsewhere. Adam Schefter said it meant nothing. It meant nothing. To to his decision in free agency. Mm. I call it BS. Yeah, I yeah, I don't. I'm not. It was just a little ominous, man. I don't know, but you know, if that does change, they could be a trade back candidate. I could see a guy like um, Jacob Eason. Yeah, yeah they, they, they like their prototypical quarterbacks, but in the same vein, I don't know if they'd fall in love with any quarterback past the top four. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, I have Bryson Hopkins tied in out of Purdue. Uh, you alluded to it last week. He had a pretty good uh, senior bowl. Yeah. I like his uh, physical traits. He's a very athletic for someone of his size, and they've kind of lacked that tight end ever since Gronkowski left. Jared Cook's been straight, but nothing, nothing special. Yeah. Um, 24, you Saints. So we need a receiver, right? Y'all do. Yeah, we do. But uh-oh. um uh-oh. All the folks back home going to be mad at you. No, they're uh, actually going to be pretty happy, oh, I really? think. Um Eli Apple is a free agent and right. he's probably going to request maybe 10 to 12 million dollars. Man, don't think he going to get that much? He might. It's crazy cuz the he Eagles might. actually drafted him. No, no, no. I'm tripping. The Giants drafted yeah. him. I'm thinking of Eric Rowe, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. who's garbage. Uh, yeah, PJ Williams, also a free agent. Chauncey um, Gardner-Johnson had a great season, but mm-hmm. he's more of a hybrid safety corner, so you don't want to make him your number two. I also don't know if he's ready for that. So I think he drops just because, and you know how some scouts are. You saw Greedy Williams. Mm-hmm. He looked dominant in college, got to the league. So may- maybe they have questions about Fulton size and stuff like that. So I have Christian Fulton going here. Mm. LSU Saints, product. Even though we don't draft LSU players. So Makes sense. We'll, we'll see how that works. Well, it's but, funny that you mentioned that because I have an LSU player as well. 
And this is actually what y'all need, which is a receiver. Oh, I, I got Justin dream. Jefferson. That's man. my dream. Justin Jefferson. That is my I just, dream. It just makes sense, right? That's y'all need a receiver. He's a hometown product. He gives you another weapon besides Michael Thomas. It would just be when I, when I, I couldn't help but think of you when I made that. that I was Saints. like, you know, LSU is an hour away. <laughs> take Man. the drive and go you take gonna get, Justin Jefferson. Gonna put, and Somebody, it's, please. It's not like y'all need to put more fans in the seats because the fans are going to be there regardless. Right, but that man. would just that would just be. I just get upset because, like I said, the Falcons have so many LSU guys. Like right. it hurts me every time we play the Falcons to watch Deion Jones. I feel you, like Saints, Saints, please, LSU players. Please, they're our way. Just do it. It would make sense, man. It would make sense. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at 25. So, Xavier Rhodes. Um, Trash. What happened? Well, you know, since we're going to make it this type of podcast, <laughs> um, I never liked Xavier Rhodes. Really? I didn't. I'm a Odell fan. So, mm-hmm. him, the, the one game against Odell, people telling me Xavier Rhodes locked him up. And when we played the Vikings in Minnesota, Michael Thomas finally exposing him. Right. It's the same way I felt about Josh Norman. So, yeah, Xavier Rhodes, trash. <laughs> um, so I have Jeff Gladney, TCU, cornerback. Okay. They need a cornerback one, even though Xavier Rhodes made the Pro Bowl. But. I, I don't know. How, <laughs> that's beyond me how that happened. I have a corner as well. I got C.J. Henderson. It's so weird how what happened to Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. And it's like, I almost wonder if we're not really rating corners the right way because it almost feels like every year, there's a really, really good defense. And then we look to that defense and look at who the corner is and say, well, this corner must be playing really well. Yeah. Because when the Panthers' defense was dominant, that's when we all looked at Josh Norman like, man, this dude's really good. Vikings' defense is playing really well. Oh, Xavier Rose is pretty good. But then every time that defense stopped being dominant, that's when that corner seemed to fall off. This year, we're looking at Stephon Gilmore and Richard Sherman, two best in the game, right? Two best defenses. Right. I almost feel like we look at the defense first before we actually look at the cornerback play, right. which is a problem. And I think we never actually take into account the talent around the cornerback. Yeah, because like that has Josh an Norman was there. You had Luke Keekley and surprisingly, Kurt Coleman had a good year that mm-hmm. year. Like, the pieces were there from the front seven all the way to the secondary. No doubt. But we just focused on the cornerback because we're always looking for the next lockdown guy. The same right. thing with the Vikings, Anthony Barr, um, all of those guys, Harrison Smith, but we just looked at Xavier Rhodes and I just always felt that way. Like, both of those guys were just never really it for me. So, right. yeah, we're, we definitely agree there. For what it's worth, I do think he'll bounce back a little bit, but I do think they should, you know, get some a little bit of insurance. That's yeah, why I we think he's hitting 30 or 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. I mean, that's so. kind of early, man. It didn't feel like he's been in the league that long, but, yeah, it, it makes sense. So, Miami yet again. Miami back on the uh, on the clock. I got A.J. Apenesa. Okay. Um, and, again, what's the theme for Miami? Best, best available. available and at this point in the draft this is why I have been the best available I'm surprised he dropped this far but there wasn't a whole lot of need for edge rushers for a lot of the teams that I'm looking at and that's probably just because of the influx of talent that happened at that position over the past couple of years um, but yeah I got AJ yeah Um. so same line of thought um, best player available I'm actually surprised that he dropped this far but you know offensive tackle is always hit and miss with where they go especially in the draft like this where it's so deep in skill position mm-hmm. so I have the Dolphins it's actually the pick that they traded um, what that they got to the Texans from the Texans right. um, for Tunzel right. so I have them getting Josh Jones okay um, Houston so. solidify the other side of that line yeah so my question to you is is Josh Jones now your right tackle or is Laramie Tunzel or you traded away I'm yeah, tripping yeah. yeah that's the pick that they got <laughs> that makes sense yeah. uh, I'm tripping yeah, uh, so Werfs Werfs and Josh Jones so okay interior you know offensive protection and mm-hmm. then also you know 
got your blindside guy. So. Now, an interesting thing that happened with Miami when I was looking at a lot of the mock drafts was that a lot of, you know, guys had them going running back at some Yeah, point. and I thought about that. I mm-hmm. thought about putting Swift there, but just the way that my draft went, I was like, they can probably get one of those guys. Yeah, later on, right? Yeah. Like early second, like, and I don't mean to get ahead, but I only have, I have two running backs getting drafted in, at the end of this first round. But really? There's, there's still some guys there. Yeah. So, and like Cincinnati has Joe Mixon. So, I mean, I think they can find somebody. Right. That makes sense. Um, And, and with that, right, you have the the top three. It's so close between all of them. Yeah. You, know, you could probably end up with one in the second round. Uh, Now we're on to Seattle, tw- pick 27. This is where I had Del Pitt. And okay. I think they need a quarterback for that defense in the wake of Earl Thomas leaving. Um, and that's a guy that, I, you know, if there's any quarterback of a defense that's in the secondary uh, coming out in this draft, it's uh, it's Grant Delpit. Um, Xavier McKinney could also be an, a viable option here. I wouldn't be mad at them if they go either way. Yeah. But I just think knowing the guy that Pete Carroll is and knowing the guys that he likes to draft, competitors, Delpit kind of fits that mold a little bit. I hate guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my line of thinking was Clowney's a free agent. Mm-hmm. He needs to get paid. Hopefully they pay him. Oh, they, yeah. they gave up a lot for him. Um, also, Ezekiel Ansa is a free agent, but that defensive line needs help in mm-hmm. general. So I have Yuta Grossmeadows, Edge from um, Penn State. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's the guy that, you know, you actually sent me the thing that a lot of NFL teams were lower on him than, you know, a yeah. lot of analysts expected, but I still think he sneaks into the first round. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. This one was a little hard because I'm not exactly sure what the need was for that team. But if anything, C.J. Mosley leaving, they kind of lacked that that center presence. I got Patrick Queen. Okay. Patrick Queen goes sideline to sideline. He's used to wearing purple. Yeah. Championship pedigree. He, he can come in. He can plug and play. Um, it makes sense there. Yeah, and Matthew Judon um, mm-hmm. is a free agent too, I believe. So that really? was my same line of thinking. I actually have Kenneth Murray from okay. Oklahoma. So yeah. same line of thinking. Linebacker definitely needs to be addressed. So, yeah, Kenny Murray, 28 to Baltimore Ravens. 29, I'm going to let you go first because this is, like, really the only pick that I had trouble with. Really? And it's a little tough because the Titans almost really similar to Baltimore. It's just like, what do they really need? Because at yeah. this point, you can't go get a quarterback at 29. And I don't think they want one. Because I guess they're cool with Tannehill yeah. uh, as, long as, they, as long as they run Derrick Henry into the ground. And, you I know. was thinking receiver, maybe, but... <sighs> they like Davis. Yeah. They do they, like Davis, and obviously they had A.J. Brown. tight end is <laughs> yeah. a fine spot. Yeah, they're so good. I feel like it's really just... Go ahead. I had them I'll going get... edge rusher. I actually had Yitcher Gross Matos. Okay. Uh, uh, it's it just, you know, for lack of a better reasoning, it's just that's the one, not whole, but just a position of need that they could improve at, and it makes sense for them to go there. So, like I said, I just had hard... Hard decisions with with this pick, mm-hmm. and it's really just the only thing that makes sense to me because it's just been stuck in my head for like a month now. Right, Derrick Henry got them so far, so you would think that you know it's no conversation they're going to pay him. Mm-hmm. But just the discussion about paying running backs and just all of the carries that he hit, there's a part of me that can just see them not paying Derrick Henry. Man. So I have J.K. Dobbins. Really? Yeah. You think that they're going to go that far with Derrick Henry, basically on the entire back of Derrick Henry in this turnaround saying, nah. It it doesn't make sense to me, but it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. The Titans don't seem like that type of organization. They seem real, really close-knit, family-oriented. But, man, those GMs really just have problems playing running backs. They do. I, Especially a big running back like that, taking all of those hits. I mean, he's been 
hitting more people than right. he's been taking. But still, just the carries, man. I think they're going to look at um, Ezekiel Elliott and how that went out. And I mean, he had a great season, but mm-hmm. I think they worry about the shelf life of the contract, how long it's going to last right. in that production. If they do, I, like I said, I really wouldn't be surprised, but I just couldn't think of anything. Um, it'll probably be different next time we do a mock draft, mm-hmm. but yeah, Dobbins was my pick here. And he was on uh, he was on first take talking about, you know, pay me before Tannehill, I need my money, you know, like not like, you know, being abrasive about it, but like, yeah, I, I think I deserve to get paid before Tannehill, which he does, let's be honest, because, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks um, that can do what Tannehill did for that team. He dragged them to the conference um, championship. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know he his, said that. On so his whole why, back, I mean. That's why I made that face, but I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I just didn't see it, but. Now, I'm not opposed to the pick. I am opposed to the reasoning because I think at this point, after everything that you put on that man's shoulders, you kind of have to pay him. But and I, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But we're talking about the NFL. That is true. That, that, is true. that there's no there's no justice in the NFL. That's yeah. that's that is real. I wouldn't be surprised if they paid Derrick Henry and then went out and got someone just to, to help ease, ease the load. Yeah, and that would make me load. really disappointed. Because I just, especially if it's the first round, because I think the first three guys are RB ones, and I right. don't want to see them split carries. But again, that that makes sense. That's also something to look out for. Because we saw same pick, different reason. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. We saw when um, Deion Lewis first came, right? Yeah. They wanted to split carries, and they really tried to force the issue there, yeah, but, but it just did not work. Back. It did not work. So, yeah. uh, you know, it would make sense. I I still got Matos for now, but if they did go running back, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I would be shocked, however, if they didn't pay him. I'd be, you know, floored, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay Packers. I think we agree they need a receiver. Yeah. I got LaVisca Chenault. Same. Same. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. They just need somebody opposite of Adams. Um, what's his name? Did very well, I think, for the expectations that he had. Uh, gosh, I forget his name. He was one of the dudes that I liked coming out last year out of Iowa State. Tall dude, Alan Lazard. Okay, he did, yeah, he yeah. did all right opposite of him, but I'm still not sure if that's exactly what you want because he just doesn't have the the separator skills that you want. Yeah. Um, and I know they like those versatile guys. They had Ty Montgomery kind of switch back and forth between running back and and uh, wide receiver. Chenault, you know, we've seen him play back. We've seen him play in the Wildcat. We've seen him play on the outside. He's pretty versatile as an athlete. He's, he, and yeah, this is the guy I think they can yeah, like. I don't really know if I like that mode of a receiver in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know like what else they would do there right because you know like i mean board, maybe another receiver like a kj hamler or something like that yeah it, I, get I, some I can speed. see that yeah get some speed that, yeah. that's what i was thinking Jalen rieger yeah, yeah but i just i just went i guess best player available at the position arguably right so. and it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens with chanel over over the course of the draft process yeah. because he's a guy that i could see you know dropping or rising, yeah. and it's really up to how he performs at the combine and what team really falls in love with him. Right, um, thirty-one. I think you're gonna be shocked at my thirty-one. I'm not gonna lie. My my thirty-one for me solidifies their run for like the next eight to ten years. Really, so, as long yeah. as this guy stays healthy. Yeah. Who you got? Swift. Swift. Mm. Man, that running. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you talk about. They already got three really good ones. One of them, I, I in your mind, one of them walks away, and you replace him with Swift. Yeah, mm. I can see Shady walking away. That can make sense. It All just right. oh oh, you have the 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 uh, you just gave me some insight to your Super Bowl pick. You got the you oh you got the Chiefs. We'll see, get to I, that. I got see yeah okay we'll get to that. But we'll I got the Niners picking at thirty one and the Chiefs picking at thirty two. You said McCoy. I was like hold up. You so you got the the. 
I'm different. I got the um the 49ers picking here. You got the 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 uh Chiefs picking here. At 31. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay, so you got you got Shady walking away and then bringing in Swift. I can see that. I can see that. Interesting. I got the 49ers picking here and I was talking to Eddie and you know he's a you know pseudo 49ers fan. He likes to claim himself as like the fake 49ers fan, but yeah. uh he is from the Bay Area and I asked him like, "Man, what do you think the team needs?" And you know, a lot of people want to go corner. And he said, you know, honestly, the the guy that they brought in once uh, their starter got injured played it pretty well. But the way they use their receivers, Debo Samuel, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, they could use another guy that can get one-on-one separation. And I was kind of surprised at it because I thought Debo was a pretty good guy. But, you know, in his mind, Debo is more of a scheme, you know, a a product of the scheme that Kyle Shanahan put uh, in front of him. So with, uh, with that said... We know that the 49ers have made it a point to say we want high-character guys. They cut Reuben Foster, a very good talent, You know, had the uh, domestic violence issue. They said, no, we only want high-character guys in this room. So if they need a receiver, they want a high-character guy, who better than Michael Pittman? Hmm. Who better than Michael Pittman? And that's... That's gonna come as a surprise to a lot of people. I it was think, a surprise to me, and I love Pittman. Yeah, and I, I love. Pittman I, I don't too. see it. I love Pittman too, and they they're just not hiring him for some reason. The yeah, league. and I who who better to see that talent and to see the lack of recognition than the 49ers? I, it just makes sense to me in that you can plug him in immediately. He gives you a one-on-one player who can win, you know, jump balls because they don't have that at all right now. Um, and that just kind of solidifies your offense in terms of everything that you have at your disposal. You have the running backs, you have the offensive line, you have three really good receivers, you have a tight end, and you have a quarterback, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I'm still not sold on Garoppolo. We'll find out this weekend. But, you know, I think that would solidify everything that Kyle Shanahan would need at his disposal yeah. to basically do whatever he wants with that offense. Yeah, so we can go to the next part. All right, so you got but- I just want to say, Reagan tried to get the inside scoop. The only reason I had the Chiefs 31 is mm-hmm. because they went 12-4. and four, okay. And the 49s were 13-3. Okay. All right. So, that makes sense. That but, makes sense. Didn't work. All right. Uh, yeah. So I have 30, the Chiefs picking here. You have the 49ers picking. Yeah. All right. You can go first. I got the Chiefs taking Trayvon Diggs. Okay. And yeah. that's because Tyron it's Matthew can't need. be your whole <laughs> secondary. Yeah. Um, and that's where they've been struggling at is, the, is in the secondary. So... Trayvon, you know, obviously comes out of the Alabama pedigree. They've produced some yep. pretty good uh, def- defensive backs in the past couple of years. It just kind of makes sense to me. 49ers, um, 32, Xavier McKinney, hmm. Alabama. Okay, that makes sense, too. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Need your safety. Um, I think that's where they're going to get exposed on Sunday, so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. If, if uh, Yeah, I think they would love Delpit to fall here, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I have him. That makes to sense. Dallas. So with that said, I was wrong about your Super Bowl pick. You go first. <laughs> I got the Chiefs, man. I I said it on triple coverage last week. I think that the Chiefs are going to neutralize the run game. They're going to force the receivers into one-on-one, and they're going to force the game into Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. And they're going to say, we like our guy against your defense better than uh, your guy against our defense. And even though the Chiefs' defense isn't that great, I think it's good enough to slow down Jimmy Garoppolo to the point where he could catch up with Patrick Mahomes because he's just light years ahead, man. I think at the end of the day, and I said it all year long, it's going to come down to your quarterback and what he can do. And Patrick Mahomes can do it all. So I got I got the Chiefs. Got the Chiefs. So I'm towing here. As a fan, more than just thinking about football. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm a 49ers fan because of my dad. 
Saints my favorite team, but I like the 49ers. So, of course, I want to see them win. But also, Tyron Matthew went to my high school. Right. Everything he's been through, I want to see him win. So, don't really care who wins, but my actual pick, man. And we talked about this on Triple Coverage. Drum roll. And this was NFC Championship weekend, right? You picked Aaron Rodgers over the 49ers. I did. And, and you were like... Got a bear about that. Yeah, you were like quarterback always. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, but this defensive line. I'm going to steal your theory. I can't play against Patrick Mahomes. Can't. Like, can't. At this point, why would you? I can't. At this point, why would you? It doesn't make sense. I can't. I really can't. Um, I think I said this on triple coverage last week. I agree with everything you said, forcing the game into Garoppolo's hands. Um, and I think Shanahan is going to put him in a position to succeed um, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be really interesting. And I think the game might be determined just by who gets the, f- the ball first, mm. who sets the tone of the game. Because if the Chiefs get the ball and they go down and score, especially quick, Yeah, the 49ers are going to have to react fast. Yeah. And... That's the one thing the 49ers can't do is fall behind early. Yeah. Because that in itself neutralizes your run game because you have to pass to catch up. Yeah. And we talked about this also on triple coverage. I know Sherman, you know, stays on one side of the field. And I thought that he would follow Adams like the whole game mm-hmm. just because that's the only weapon that they have. But I mean Sherman isn't the fastest guy, but no. I don't trust anybody else in that secondary no. to cover Terry Kill. So he if, I don't trust anyone in the league to cover Tyreek Hill. Exactly. Like, come on now. So if you don't put your best guy on him, you're putting yourself in harm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have I have the Chiefs in the big one. I think my prediction last on triple coverage last week was mm-hmm. like high 40s, like 48 to 42. Um, I had 31 like for them, but I'm not opposed to that because— I they, think this is going to be one of the highest scoring Super Bowls ever. Mm. Whether that's like— and it might not be that high. Maybe San Francisco scores like 31 and the Chiefs are definitely probably mm-hmm. touching 40. That's interesting. I, I think Mahomes. Because it could be ballistic. one of those games that just comes down to offense. And if it does come down to offense, it's going to come oh, down God. to talent versus scheme. Chiefs got the talent. Kyle's got the Chiefs scheme. Have and the greatest I will pick the scheme. <laughs> or I'll pick the talent every single time I pick the talent 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 trumps everything in my mind and there's no there's not a better talent in football than Patrick Mahomes yeah yeah the the Chiefs the Chiefs man the Chiefs Chiefs I'm just so heartbroken yeah Patrick Mahomes you are one pick away from being a saint yeah we should be playing this weekend that's That's all I can say that's all I can say that would be crazy Patrick Mahomes and uh, Michael Thomas that would be wild but uh, with that said, I think that'll do it for this edition of On the Clock. This has been Reagan Griffin joined by Cameron Lewis. Yep. Y'all go ahead, have fun at y'all Super Bowl parties, man. Enjoy yep. what should be a great game. Uh, we'll catch you next week because you know once that Super Bowl is over with, everything it's, it's our time. Yeah, that's when that, that's when that's when we that's when we rise from the ashes like a phoenix. Off season time <laughs> to the off season time. So we'll we'll be with you through free agency. We'll keep you updated with uh, everything going on with draft developments, obviously, because that's what this podcast is about, man. We'll keep you all the way through the off season, man. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Lastly, once again, rest in peace, Kobe, GG, yeah, uh, the seven victims, man. All of you guys' families and you guys are in our prayers. Um, We love you guys. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Well, see you next week.